Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Disappointing loss, obviously very poor performance, especially on offense. Um, you know, we'll go back. All we can do, right, everybody, each person has to go back, starting with me, right? That's what I said in the locker room. I mean, the offensive performance, uh, that's why I was brought here. That's my responsibility. So um, we got the players. We got players that are plenty good enough. Um, we, I have to do a better job. It starts with me on offense. I got to do a better job getting the guys ready to play, putting guys in good position to win and having answers when we face problems. Well, 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 uh, Charles Robinson. That was after uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, first of all, let me just ask you, Charles. Uh, did you watch this game from start to finish? You, uh, you got a lot of things to do. Uh, you can't be wasting time. Did you watch this game from start to finish? No, I saw a little bit of it. I, saw, I, okay. I basically saw uh, Sam Ellinger get sacked like, you know, 28 times. <laughs> I didn't see the right. entire game. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't have to watch it. You didn't have to watch it from start to finish. I had to. I had to do it. I had to watch it. <laughs> it was part of my job yesterday. I did my job. I fulfilled it. I did it with integrity. And with honor, I watched every minute of really, I couldn't believe it was happening. I, I think I knew probably five minutes in, man, like this dude may not get a first down <laughs> on his own. Yeah. It's all this is crazy. So for those who didn't watch it, like Charles, the smart ones in the audience, you didn't watch it all the way through. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts put up 121 yards of offense yesterday, the whole game, not in the first quarter, not in the first half, the entire game, 121 yards, and maybe my favorite stat of the day, Charles. They were 0 for 14 on third down. Throw in another 0 for 2 on fourth down. Critical situations, got to have a situation. They got it. It's 0 for 16. 0 for 16 for the Indianapolis Colts. And what makes it even better, Charles, is that this was the, this was the masterpiece envisioned <laughs> by the great man, Frank Wright. This is it. You know what, Marcus? Marcus Brady, my former offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays. I'm going to take the title away from you. So I'm taking away from you. Maybe setting up the meetings, getting things, things organized for me to call the plays. You can no longer do that for me because you are not fit for the position. So I, Frank Reich, offensive guru, I'll come in and I'll get us in the right direction. And he submits... Uh, the Colts' worst performance in 25 years on offense. Uh, look, so he was Michael, fired. He was, yeah, he was fired today. Oh, oh by the way, he's fired. Michael, the you have to though look at it. The, the one silver lining for Marcus Brady. Nobody, nobody wants to be fired, right? But at the very least, now we know he was not the problem. Okay, everybody. I think at the time knew it. I think when you talk to people around the league, they were perplexed like this guy doesn't even play calling duties like what are you doing organizationally um now the the upside is people are looking at the situation and going well okay clearly that wasn't the problem now there's one man left to blame in frank reich and 
uh, how this entire thing has unfolded is kind of crazy. So I, I talked to someone Friday in, in the building there, and I said, like, where are things at? Is this guy potentially, um, you know, going to get fired here? And I was told explicitly, look, here's the big thing with Jim Irsay. He, he wants the quarterback situation resolved meaningfully, permanently done, no more messing around. That's really what all the focus is about. And this person said, I'm inclined to believe that he's going to be patient with Frank as long as everything is leaning into getting that quarterback situation resolved for good. And when I said, well, what does resolved mean? This guy said to me, like, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck resolved. And I'm so I'm like, okay, well, the only way that's really going to get resolved is if Bryce Young is your next quarterback. And yeah, you if you take. In the draft. Yeah, if you take, right? You got to take so, Yep. And then he gets fired, like literally. Which, they, which they're doing, which they are doing. They are tanking. I, it, that's what, okay, so let's talk about Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday, man, with no okay. head coaching, no assistant coaching on the NFL level, well, college level, whatsoever. He, Hebron, yeah. he, did, he did coach at Hebron, though. Hebron, uh, the, the, the academy in Georgia. He was there for three years. So, college level, got that college level, <laughs> college level, NFL level. I mean, come on! This is this is this. Look is, at that tweet. This is Josh McCown. This is Josh McCown, right? This is remember when we talked about Josh oh, right. McCown. Like, how can how could you consider yeah, hiring right. Josh McCown as your head coach? Right. That's what just happened. And look, by the way, this is not to bang on Jeff Saturday. He's a smart guy, right? Oh, okay, I get it. And he's beloved in Indianapolis. And I mean, if anything, yeah. all you did is put him in a situation. I mean, I hope Colts fans realize that. He cannot maybe he can go the rest of the season, maybe not win a game. You don't want to turn love into hate. I hope they understand what, what this is all about. I'm just very curious to see how this gets spun by Jim Mercy, who, by the way, clearly everything that's happening right now is so Jim Mercy inspired. There's no question about it. Yeah, I mean, look, 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 Charles, I, I said uh, in, in the feed, I said, this is the season. This is the season right here where I want the Colts to be on hard knocks. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, this absolutely. is much more. This is much more interesting than last year when Carson Wentz lets them down and uh, they they can't win one game in the final two. Okay, yeah, that was that was great. That was great, but this has so many elements of just I would I would call it the, the anatomy of of corporate backstabbing. Uh, the the anatomy of, of so many things have happened. So we already mentioned Marcus Brady. Frank Reich turns on Marcus Brady. Uh, uh, Brady, Jim Irsay turns on Frank Wright. Maybe Chris Ballard turned on Frank Wright. Maybe Irsay is going to turn on Ballard. The player, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan right, that, is sacrificed. That's who in was the name fired of, first. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, people, uh, people forget yes. Matt Ryan was the first guy fired in this organization, yes. and then he just started going down the line. So they have done this... Uh, Charles, they've, they've done this thing of really blaming everybody. I think eventually, I know owners, I know owners don't play, but I do believe it. Most times, I say nine times out of ten, your organization is a reflection of what your ownership has put into it, has invested, has imagined, has has set the tone, set a cultural uh, uh, organizational standard. Your organization is a reflection of that. It's coming back to you, Ursay. Look at all the people we've tried to blame for the Colts' problem since Andrew Luck walked out. First, it was Andrew Luck. Hey, how dare you leave? And the Colts fans, don't forget it. I I, I hear y'all. Y'all who booed him. 
when you heard he was just going to live his life and not, you know, serve you anymore as the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts decided he was going to live life. They blame Andrew Luck. Then Philip Rivers, who, who gave him one year, but he was supposed to give him two, I guess. And then it was Carson Wentz's fault. Then it was Matt Ryan's fault. Don't forget Jacoby Brissett uh, was in there. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Then it was Marcus Brady's fault. Now it's Frank Reich's fault. Chris Ballard, you're next. Maybe at the end of the year, it's going to be Chris Ballard's fault. Eventually, we're going to come back to this. Jim Mercedes all over the place. And Charles, in, 2000, uh, in 2021, last year, he, he gave both of these guys contract extensions through 2026 and said all these wonderful things. They're great men and you know, they're, they're people that our players can follow, our community can be proud of, we're going to win. I wanted to provide the stability and all this stuff. And then they go through some major adversity and, and he's out. This Michael, is crazy. Michael, this is, let me explain to you what this is here. This is an owner, okay, who was blessed with Peyton Manning for the longest time. Okay, right. Cleans quarterback, hardworking, like, you know, pushes guys in practice, all these different, every, all the wonderful things you wanted to say about Peyton Manning over all those years, about what, uh, how he was as a professional on the field for the Indianapolis Colts. And then he went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, who you could say what you want about injuries, but the talent was there. He went from one amazing quarterback situation to another that probably would have been amazing if Andrew Luck could have only stayed healthy. Now, what we have seen since Andrew Luck is Jim Irsay being introduced to what the majority of the rest of the NFL has learned over the last couple of decades at some point, and in some places every single year. It's called quarterback hell, okay? That's what's going on in Indianapolis right now, and he is flipping out because now he's been through multiple years where every year it's a different answer. It's a different answer. Why can't we? And all he thinks in his head is, why can't I go back to getting my Peyton Man? Why can't I go back to getting Andrew Luck when he was supposed to be the guy? And that's part of what this conversation was about on Friday. Just Jim Mercer's mind being dominated by having to solve a quarterback problem that, frankly, most of the league can't solve. They, they trip over right. themselves. I mean, look at the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. That was solved, right? And now it's not solved. And it might be worse. It might have hurt themselves worse trying to solve it. This is, this is such a great microscope on how owners get blessed with something and then it all goes wrong. I, I, I'm telling you, someday the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to hire the wrong coach and then they're going to sit there and go, oh, my God, we had three coaches <laughs> for a half right. century. And now we got terrible coaches. What do we do with a bad head coach? Yeah. How do we deal with this? Like, 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 hey, join everybody else. Join everybody else in the league. Welcome to the club. Who is cycling cycling through coaches. But you said something interesting about, uh, interesting word about Ursay. You said he's been blessed. Been blessed with Peyton Manning. He's been blessed. And Andrew Luck. He's been blessed with more than that. And I got the sense, I I, got to tell you, in, in the spirit of full transparency, uh, I kind of there are there are certain players I root against. Uh, there are certain coaches I root against, and there are certain owners I root against. I root against Jim Mercy. Okay, I tell you, I root against them. I'm gonna tell you why I root against them, because 
Just just like I root against, and, and ooh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you some, some personal stuff here. Let me get it personal. Even before I was a parent, you know what I could not stand? Ooh, but this is long before I was a parent. I was a sick, yeah, 20, 23, 24 years old, single, not thinking about getting married, having kids, anything, just trying to get established in my career. I would see a spoiled or entitled kid. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, it's just great. It would just great on me. I'm like, who are your parents? Who are your parents? Let me talk to you. Let me talk to your parents. How did you get that attitude? How did you how did you grow to be like this? So ungrateful and spoiled. And that's why I root against Jim Irsay because a quote he gave, he tried to clean it up, did a terrible job of cleaning it up after Peyton Manning. He's blessed with Peyton Manning. You said it right. Peyton Manning leaves, gives that tearful press conference. And I'll just thank you for letting me be your quarterback. That whole thing. Okay, great, great press press conference. Oh, I know where he this goes is off going to Denver. Out. He goes off to Denver. Jim Irsay says, "Well, you know, <clears throat> we only won one." Yep. Yeah, we only I knew won this. We only won one Super Bowl. <laughs> Excuse me. You only won yep. one Super Bowl. You only won Super Bowl. And with Andrew, you know, we're just trying to construct a team where we can win more than that. We can men win more than one. And Peyton, you know, made it tough for us because he took so much of the salary cap. Money. Say, you know, yep. basically going there. Yep. Wait a minute. You play in the AFC. The AFC, when Peyton Manning was there from, what, 98 to 2011, whatever it was, 2011, 2012. You got the Steelers. You had the Colts. And you had the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, those are three. So you had Roethlisberger, Manning, and Brady. And they had, and they all had a crack at it, and they were all worthy, and they all got to the Super Bowl multiple times, and the Colts didn't win it multiple times, but the other two did. Sorry, it's hard getting to the Super Bowl is hard, winning the Super Bowl is difficult, and for this owner just to say, oh, you know what, we can win more than that. I was thinking, I hope they never get back, because he doesn't <laughs> even understand what he had. He had Charles, he had Peyton, he had Peyton Manning. He had Andrew Luck. He had one of the most dignified men ever to walk a sideline in Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy hands it off to Jim Caldwell. They go to the Super Bowl with Jim Caldwell. Yeah. I mean, he had everything. Great coaching, great general managers, great quarterbacks, great players. And it's just, eh, oh, we can do more than this. So he's getting what he deserves, I think. Yeah, well, and there, there's a reality too. Um second generation owners i mean you know you can go through the nfl there's not a lot of like third fourth fifth generation owners but first generation owners are always the ones who do all the hard work and they get bloody right they always deal with the losing and what it's like to get the franchise in their hands in the first place and all these different things i'm i'm in houston right cal mcnair now is is the owner of of the houston texans (laughs) and I, I love that nickname, by the way. Before you, before you continue, I just, I just, I, I love the nickname that came out about Cal McNair. Remember this, and the story on McNair, what, uh, what they call him, Tommy Boy. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> man. Boy. Listen, man, I live here. That's all right, a, I got to deal a, with. <laughs> such a great nickname. Yeah. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's not the only one, by the way. There are others. Um, um, anyway, sure. anyway. Again, though, you can see, though, as soon as transfer happens in, a, in an organization, look, 
you can say whatever you want about Bob McNair, but there were certain things in the organization he did do right. You know, Rick Smith was a very good general manager for a while with the organization. I mean, you could just see organizationally certain things were left in the hands of competent people. And then all of a sudden, everything went sideways. Nothing's really been right now that you've got a second-generation owner handling a team. And there is sort of, for lack of a better word, a spoiled a sense of entitlement there that, that takes place. Right. And I think you're absolutely right about that. And I knew you were going for that Peyton quote because that really was it epitomized someone who had no idea how really good he had it for a really long time. How many teams would have loved to pay Peyton Manning all that money, to have Tony Dungy on the sidelines, to have Bill Polian be your general manager at that time. Um, yeah, he, he, he had no idea, and now he's living through it, what reality is in the NFL, and all these firings and the quarterbacks, all these things that are happening right now go straight to the top of someone who is, like I said, I think he's just freaking out that he can't get it resolved. Well, and, and the last thing I'll say on this, and I, I definitely need to get your expert opinion on it, because I feel like there's more news coming out of Indianapolis, and it's going to come out, and it's going to come out uh, like an avalanche. It's not just that they fired Marcus Brady, and that set up just how tenuous uh, the, the job was for Frank Reich and probably Chris Ballard. It's not just that. They looked at their coaching staff, and looked at two former head coaches and Gus Bradley and John Fox. They looked at both of those guys said, nope, I'm not going to do that. They go outside of the organization. So right. it's one thing to, it's one thing to ignore the, the head coaches on your staff and then name uh, like a low level assistant who a lot of people haven't heard of, but they think, Hey, this guy's got a bright future. We're going to go to him. At least he's on the staff. How can Jeff Saturday He's in a ring of honor, but I don't know when the last time he was in the locker room. I don't know uh, uh, how the players respond to him. How is he going to come in and be like, all right, guys, listen. Right. It doesn't matter what happened the first nine games. Like, man, what? Well, you weren't here in training camp. I mean, you may have been here, but you weren't here with us. You weren't right. here for that. The loss to Jacksonville and then the win over Jacksonville. And what I. How is that going to play? on the coaching staff and in the locker room with you just have it's it's a circus isn't it yeah it's peak it's peak awkwardness i mean and i and i don't mean that from the standpoint of you know look people know who jeff saturday is he was there in training camp he visited he consulted with the team he's been visited. a consultant he visited yeah well right exactly it wasn't with them you okay. know it wasn't there every right. single day it wasn't that kind of a situation um, and he's been a quote-unquote consultant. I always think it's inter interesting when teams say someone who's coming aboard has been a consultant for a while. Because in some situations, I'm not necessarily saying it's this situation, but in some situations, owners will use certain individuals who they trust and who have been in the franchise and remain in the NFL media orbit as a sounding board, as someone that occasionally they reach out to, maybe to test their opinion, ask what they think about certain situations. I'm not saying that's what happened here with Saturday. I'm curious if that question gets asked in the press conference. Was Jim Irsay talking to Jeff Saturday through the process? You know, what were Clearly. their thoughts being shared? Like you would think, right? Oh, um, yes, of course. As far as hey, but, keep that uh, Barwell, like, keep that Barwell tweet up there too. Keep that Barwell tweet up there, Gary. Uh, go ahead, Charles. I just want I want that that quote. 
I want that tweet to stay on the screen because we're going to get to that in a second. Go ahead. What you were saying about the locker room, though, I, I, I think the what Jeff Saturday would sell when he goes in there is like, look, I played. Played the game. Played with Peyton Manning. Like, I was one of the best at my position for years and years. Like, I, I know what it's like to be a player. Let me connect on that level and work it out. But here's the problem. And this, this again, goes back to this conversation on Friday. Part of the reason and the thought process was, like, you got to be patient with Frank and work out the quarterback stuff and all this different stuff. There wasn't an offensive play caller in the building. There was no one to call the offense if you got rid of Frank Reich. That hasn't been changed. That is not, unless there is something that's going to be announced in unison with Jeff Saturday coming in, he's got to find a play caller offensively on a staff. Yeah. And guess what? You know who the best person is? Guess who the best play caller is on the on the offense right now? It's Matt Ryan. <laughs> He's okay. benched. You benched I, your best play caller. Okay. But well, I'm going to go here, Charles, because this is why I put the Barnwell tweet up for, for many reasons. One, and, and this is how... <clears throat> listen, I hope I'm wrong on this. I hope I'm wrong. But I think I've seen the future. So, Fry, Frank Reich fires... Marcus Brady, who happens to be an African-American offensive coordinator who didn't call plays, but African-American coach. He fires Brady. I don't know how it works in Indianapolis. A lot of businesses, they say, hey, your email is going to be active for 45 more minutes. If you don't get out of here at a certain time, we're going to escort you out of the building. Thank you for your service. And they send out an email on your behalf, and then you're out. You're gone. Then Reich is gone. Um, Gus Bradley is still on the staff, even though Frank Reich was fired. John Fox still on staff, even though Frank Reich is fired. But Marcus Brady is out. It, he wasn't the problem. What they should right. do, I thought you were going to say this, the best play caller is the guy they fired last week. They need oh, to bring yeah. back Marcus Brady. Bring Absolutely. him back. Because yeah. <laughs> he's the only assistant coach. That's the, that's the crazy part about it. He's the only assistant coach who's been fired. Right. What? What? How does that make sense? When when Reich was the play caller, he's the guru. And if everything had turned out this season, Brady wouldn't have gotten the credit for it. It would have been Reich. So he's in a right. lose-lose situation. They do well. Well, you know, Frank Reich's calling the plays. Uh, they struggle. Reich just kind of pulls the plug on him. I would say bring him back. But I think what's going to happen, I've, this is what I, say, what I mean when I say I've seen the future. They're going to bring in Saturday as they bring him in as the interim. Uh, to fulfill the Rooney rule, they will contact uh, people of color. They'll have them come to Indianapolis. They'll do Zoom interviews, whatever it is. Uh, they will go through the process, and they're going to give the job to Jeff Saturday. And they're going to say they, they're going to give the job. They will. Ooh. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Know. Yes, they will. I don't know will. about that. I don't yes, know about that. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I hope I'm wrong, but I think they have made up wow. their minds. I think Jim Irsay has made up his mind. Uh, this is, uh, I this think... is but they're, they're going to do the right thing. Bring back Marcus Brady. Bring back Marcus Brady today. Unfair dismissal. I don't think there's any question that if Brady were there now, he'd be running things. I think he would give the, he'd get the opportunity then to call the offense. I think he's perfectly positioned to take the baton. You know, people are going to say, well, he wasn't, he wasn't calling the offense. Frank was. Okay, that's fine. But he was very familiar with every facet of it. It makes more sense for him to have remained. And that's why this is so ugly right now. Man, I hope you're wrong about Jeff Saturday being someone that they've already plugged into that job. 
for 2023. I just, I mean, that would be an absolute stunner and far worse. This is, that makes this far worse than it even looks right now. More news coming on that. More on brother from another because there are functional organizations and teams that we got to talk about, Charles. A lot of good stuff from yesterday. We'll talk about that next. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Well, uh, Charles, I did say we're going to talk about more functional organizations momentarily. Stand by, stand by. Uh, we'll get there. Right now, we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Wow, they made the playoffs last year. At one point, they were six and seven. They went four straight down the stretch with Rich Basaccia. Who? Rich Basaccia leading them into the playoffs. And they had a great, great playoff game against Cincinnati. They lost it in the end. All right. Now, here we are with Josh McDaniels. They brought him in. McDaniels got a chance, Charles, to pick his own general manager. They traded for Devontae Adams. They had a lot going on. Spent some money, brought in Chandler Jones. And here they are, losing to the Jaguars. Yet another, third time this year, they've blown a lead of at least 17 points. Yeah, you can't do this. So, I mean, they're, they're, you can't do that? Uh, no, it's, I and, mean, the, and, the organization at this point, I mean... You brought up Chandler Jones. Like what? All that money you spent. What is the return on it? At least Devontae Adams. This against the Jaguars, you're like he's balling. Okay, you see, you know, yeah. it's, you don't have to go explain to Mark Davis again why you went out and made the move for him. But you knew you need to explain why you keep up giving up leads, right? To yep. a team that really, I mean, let's be honest, Jacksonville's got its own mess to deal with right now. I mean, Jacksonville. Dealt for Calvin Ridley. That's how desperate this franchise is to try and get itself some talent and fix things moving into 2023. You dealt for a guy who's suspended for a year for gambling. And this Love is it. the team that the Raiders go my and kind lose of, to. My kind of team. My kind of Mark team. Davis, I bet your okay, money. Michael, is Mark Davis <laughs> patient is. here? Like, is Mark, do you think Mark Davis no. No. look at Josh McDaniels and go, now nah, one and done, you're, you're out. That's it. No, he's not going to be patient. Listen, I, I thought this before, before the Jacksonville lost, the, the loss to Jacksonville, he comes out with this, this vote of confidence for Josh McDaniels. I said, no, no, why'd you do that? Hey, why'd you do that? And, and look who's next on the schedule. Like, how ugly can it get? Ugly meets oh ugly. Ugly finds Saturday. ugly. <laughs> All right. You know, so Raiders, Colts, and you got the Colts at home. With Jeff Saturday and Sam Ellinger. And who knows calling plays. Is is Saturday going to like draw some plays in the dirt? Say, all right, Sam, go ahead. Go ahead and run that one. Who's the coordinator? I don't know. Ursay? I don't know who's calling plays. But (laughs) you've got to. You've got to win this game. But I look at it. um, Once once Mark Davis gave him that vote of confidence. And they went out and they lost to the Jaguars, and Charles, how about the quote from Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams, 
who even checked himself in the interview and said, look, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm down on my coaches, but I love my coaches. But what are we doing? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Why did we change? He was dominant in the first half yesterday. Dominant, unstoppable, unguardable, unwatchable. Second half, one catch, no yards. So what do you think is going to happen? Because I think, I think it's going to be one and done for McDaniels. I really do. It's unfortunate. I know you, you like him. I love him. I've known him for a long time. Smart guy, a champion. He's learned a lot from his first opportunity. This is a good spot for him, I thought. Good spot. But uh, they, they just keep losing these games. What do you think is going to happen? You know, um, I really liked Rex Ryan. He was a, he was a good coordinator, right? He wasn't a good head coach. Um, there, uh, North Turner, right? Really good coordinator. Not a good head coach. There are plenty of guys in the NFL where the natural ceiling is being a coordinator and not handling every other facet that head coach requires. Okay. You have to be able to delegate. You have to be able to run the big meeting. You have to be able to motivate. You have to get pulled into offices at time to deal with business side stuff. There's a million different things that you have to do as a head coach. And some people just ultimately aren't meant for it. Josh McDaniels clearly was not meant for it in Denver. There's no question there. Okay. Built a decent, put a couple, Put a too couple much, nice too pieces. Too, too much too soon. Put a couple nice pieces in place in Indianapolis and then pulled out of that situation to do what? To find the, you know, look, he's going to wait, be patient, perfect landing spot. Let's find the right quarterback situation. You know, a, te- a team that's got great facilities, all these things. He, he supposedly landed that in Vegas. And if this is what's being produced, and what scares me uh, beyond. Uh, just what's being produced on the field is when you look at adjustments, right? Halftime adjustments. You have leads in games, particularly a game against Jacksonville. You're supposed to get better coming out of that, you know, half. If you're all the best coaches, the coaches we love are great halftime adjusters. I don't really yep. feel like that here with the Raiders. So that's a that's a significant problem. But not only that, I think the fact that they sold them, sold Mark Davis. And that's, you know, Dave Ziegler is the general manager there, who I think is extremely talented. And I think if they're hand patient pick. with him, no doubt. Hand pick general manager by, by McDaniels. Tandem, yes. tandem with McDaniels. Um, I, I think the, you, you have two individuals who said this is not a reboot situation. Okay. It's a pivot. And spend some money, trade for a player, sign a couple, you know, trade for a cornerback in Rocky Asin, um, you know, sign the DN, the, the edge rusher. None of it. I mean, you know, look, the wide receiver is working out. All right. That's great. But nothing else is. And that's a significant problem. I think the only way out of this, you tell me if this is legitimate. The only way out of this is if McDaniels and Ziegler can go to Mark Davis and say, and this would, I think this would have to be a little bit of a change of the tune. Let's go back and look at all the drafts of our predecessors. There's nobody <laughs> here. There ain't nobody here. Because you struck out on everybody. Like that's Let's not our the other guy. That's a good strategy. Right. Ask Frank Reich how that worked out. Hey, listen, it's not me. It's the other guy. Hey, you, you know why we losing these seventeen point leads? You go talk to your boy, Gruden. Mike. Go talk to Mike Mayock. Mayock. Go talk to Gruden. <laughs> hey, that's him. I can't listen. I I, I don't I don't have linebackers. I, I don't have I don't have defensive linemen because these guys kept missing up top. I mean that's good. That's part of it. But see, I think it's too late. You're right, Charles. In all seriousness, you're right. I think that's a major factor. It's a major factor for any team. No team 
can just miss on high draft picks for three or four years or have draft picks. You start to hit on a draft pick and then that guy does something crazy like Henry Ruggs did or you know you draft Damon Arnett high and it doesn't work out and you move on from high draft picks. It's not just the money. It used to be the money like with the quarterbacks before we had some kind of salary control. Oh, your franchise can't afford it because of the financial implications. No, it's not financial. It's just the bottom line the product. You're missing out on talent. And so you got to get it somewhere else. You're supposed to get it cheaply and easily in the draft. You missed it. Now you got to get it somewhere else. And like no team can miss as often as the Raiders missed and just say, oh, we recovered from it. I think they made the mistake in the selling. Like you got you're Josh McDaniels. He needed a hype man. He needed, he he needed Michael. He, he needed a Michael Holly to be his hype man. He did. He like, man, yeah. they don't listen. You don't need them. They need you. Like you don't go and say, hey, I'm going to sell you on myself. No, no, I'm Josh McDaniels. I got rings, multiple rings. I'm here. I'm making a lot of money in New England as an offensive coordinator. I just I, I, I helped Tom Brady helped him help Tom Brady reach his heights. And now I got a, I got another one. Mac Jones first year guy. He like fifth most passing yards of any rookie quarterback in the league pro bowler. I did that. I did that. So what are you going to do for me? So if he had if he didn't sell Davis, but let Davis recruit him. He could tell Davis anything and what I would have told Mark Davis is the truth. You're not a playoff team. You made the playoffs last year. You're not a playoff team. You got too many holes. You're not as good. You're not one or two. You're not one or two players away. You're not. You're not. Yeah, but Michael, you you introduced the problem in all that. I mean, you already said his name, Rich Passaccia, right? I mean, you can sit here now. Yeah. And 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 I this this is how I flip it. If I'm Mark Davis, I'm sitting there going, yeah, you're right. You know, the drafts are bad. Didn't produce players. All these different things. But we went on a run last year. Like we held together yeah. with a head coach down the stretch through a lot of bad circumstances. And went I'm inclined on to think that was, last year. Okay. I mean, I'm inclined to think that wasn't just emotion, right? It wasn't just you know, hey, we went through some things. They were bonded together and they played harder and you know overcame some obstacles, whatever. No, I mean they look. They produce. That's all that matters. You don't bring in a new set of guys and then spend money and do things that they want to do. And all of a sudden everything flips itself on the head. And, and, and again, let's lean back into Devonte Adams. I think he's right. I think Devonte Adams sitting there on the inside, looking at the situation is right. When he says this, this shouldn't be happening. It just shouldn't be happening. Again, I'm paraphrasing him here. Why not? But, but why? Okay. But why should, why shouldn't it be? I, I mean, I know why a player would say that if, if it's your team, if you're a part of that team, you say it shouldn't be happening. But why? Okay, you, you, Charles, you're not part of the team. I'm not either. Tell me why it shouldn't be happening to the Raiders because they're so talented. Because they should. They're better than everybody. Like what? Why should Jacksonville? It to them? Jacksonville. I mean, at the very least, it shouldn't happen against Jacksonville, Are, right? You got a 17 point lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that a juggernaut? Is Jacksonville look? Nope. I, mean, I, already, I already made the joke about Calvin Ridley. Are the Raiders? Really but the Raiders aren't either. But the Raiders aren't. So I okay. Quarterbacks better. Okay. Wide receivers better. Running back, yeah. arguably better. Okay. 
I, I, Jacksonville, the only thing I'd give you Jacksonville, I'd say defensively, Jacksonville's front defensively, better team. But otherwise, it wasn't like Jacksonville's playing good football. It wasn't like Jacksonville had it turned around. It wasn't like Jacksonville has it figured out. They got their own brand of problems. Frankly, if Jacksonville was in Las Vegas and Las Vegas was in Jacksonville, we'd be having the conversation about, is Doug Peterson going to get fired again? That's the conversation we would be having right now. But because yeah. they're in Jacksonville, we're not having that conversation. And if McDaniels was in Jacksonville right now, we wouldn't be having that conversation about Shad Khan saying, you know what, going to pull the plug after one year. That's the difference, okay? Even if they are the same teams, we're having a different conversation because of the owners That's and the right. location. That's right. That, that, that is correct. Um, but I, you just said something. I, I just want to point this out. I know so you, you walked into, you walked into um, a very uh, heated, uh, a very sensitive area. You don't even know how sensitive this area is <laughs> oh, with your no. phrasing. You walked into a very sensitive, very sensitive. We were having this conversation off air even. Uh, Jay Adande was on and he talked about going on a run. So we had this whole thing about, hey, what's a run? What's a run? So I, you know, we were talking about Buffalo, how Buffalo went to four straight uh, Super Bowls and didn't win it. He said, yeah, that was a run. I'm like, well, they didn't win. A cha- you got to have a championship. A run without a really? championship is a nice little four straight nice Super Bowls. Journey. That's a pretty good it's run. A, it's a journey. It, <laughs> he called it a journey. It, 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 he said it's not a run. A, it's a journey. Is it? <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, hold okay, on. Wait. So you go to four Yo, straight. This straight? is Come on, man. quintessential individual who spent too much time in the Patriots dynasty era. Okay? That is straight up what that is. Man. It warps your hey. brain when you had decades of hey, Super Bowl. Oh, they didn't make the Super Bowl. It was a terrible year. Oh, they, they made the playoffs no, no, I don't every that. single year. You had the greatest quarterback in history. Your brain got I don't warped. believe. I know. It probably did. I know it got warped in so many it absolutely ways. Absolutely did. Um and, and, and some really some positive ways and some negative ways too. Like when I talk to people just right as an aside, <laughs> as an aside, when I talk to people in other organizations, when I make a phone call and the call is returned, I'm like, whoa. They call back. Oh, that they, they uh, oh, so players actually do talk to you and, and like they allow people to talk to the media. Oh, it's not like it, it, everything is not like Fortress Foxborough. I get it. This is nice. There's a world out there and it's friendly. Uh, that's so it did warp my brain in that way. But I'm, I'm telling you, this has nothing to do with Foxborough. You mean to tell me, Charles, a team goes to four straight Super Bowls and doesn't <laughs> win one of them. You say, wow, those are the good old days. You said as a fan, you say, you know what? That's the way it should be. Oh, remember that? Remember the tailgates we had? Remember that game? Remember that playoff game? Remember those moments? Remember that conference championship game Listen. that we won? They won a bunch of them. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do this. We're going to do this, huh? All right. We'll do this. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's so do it. Let's by, do it. Your, let's by your definition, then, we're going to do this. We're going to go off on a little side tangent, but it's okay. Because okay, I have examples. I grew up in Michigan. Okay. okay. Fab Five never won a title, right? Can't tell me the Fab Five wasn't Michigan. significant. Okay. All right. Okay, I went to Michigan right. State, by the way. I went to Michigan State, by the I know. way. And I'm, I'm ally. The Fab You're an ally. Okay. You're an ally. We. Uh, <laughs> your your enemy is my enemy. We're good. The Love Detroit Lions. Go Sparty. Barry Sanders, right? 
what what Barry said. He had one playoff win his entire career. God bless him. It was the last playoff win for the Detroit Lions. Immaculate career, right? Are you going to tell me yes. Barry Sanders didn't go on a run in his career? Because he no, never no, no, went to the playoffs. No, 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 stop. Oh, stop, it is. Stop, I mean, no, you're talking about you a are, team no, no, versus players. No, we're talking about a team. I'm talking about a team that goes to four straight. That's a run. That's a run. Super Bowls. Oh, it is a run. It's it's some kind of run. Um, <laughs> Why you got but, <laughs> I mean, man. I mean, come I got on, Thurman Thomas. I got Thurman Thomas in my phone. I'm about to call up Thurman right now. Be like, listen to this. Yeah, this is call, up, call up Thurman. Call, call up Thurman and ask him how when he when he looks back, is he smiling? Is he smiling about all those times? Is that the like that, yo, yo? Okay, if it's a run, then you just think one time, just one time. If I could just change it, if oh, if 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 it wasn't just natural grass. In that forty-seven yard field goal. <laughs> if if it could have been in a dome, if it could have been on field turf, because a forty-seven yard field goal back then was hard. It was hard. It, uh, that's not an easy kick, and that's the only one. I'll give them this. That's the only Super Bowl where they were the better team. Uh, they didn't win it. They were the better team. They were better than the Giants that year. They didn't win it. They were favored. Should have won. Better team. Otis Anderson. Hostetler. Hostetler and Otis, come on, man, that's rough. It, they, like no, that they were, the Bills were better. I'm saying the Bills were better. The only time they were better, but they weren't better than Washington. They weren't better than the Cowboys twice. Yeah, you can't tell me that you wouldn't want if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills. That's oh, not about want. It's that you look want. back and say, I okay, if they do it again. If they do it again this year, they go to the Super Bowl. We want to talk about Buffalo next. This, this tells me we need to talk about Buffalo. Uh, if they do it again, they go to the Super Bowl. And let's say Josh Helmet forgets his helmet. Oh, man. That's messed up. <laughs> we got to go back to that. It's a run. It's a run. If they go to the Super Bowl, they win. Cincinnati went on a run last year. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They still went on a run. You can call it a journey or whatever you want. This is a different word. Stop it, Michael. Stop it. The dude couldn't find his helmet in the Super Bowl. Man, um, he, he needed a helmet. Thurman, over. that's all. Thurman, where's like your helmet? We got a game to play. It's a Super Bowl, Thurman. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. That was awesome. That was fucking awesome. How much does this team need an emotional win like that? Uh, we needed it. We needed it. We got it. We fought to the end. Defense played great. Made some plays offensively. Um, you know, I know we left a few out there, but it's a t- you know it's a team's tough team. So uh, got some great players. Glad we won. I think that's an exaggeration, Pete. Um, frustration and miserability are two different emotions. So. Um, when I decided to come back, it was all in, and and I don't make decisions and then 
you know, hindsight, 2020, you know, have regrets about uh, big decisions like that. So I was all in, and uh, this is a, a lot of life lessons for sure this year. Um, but luckily it's not over. There's still a lot of games left. We'll be counted out probably by many. And we'll see how we respond. All right, uh, contrast here, Charles. Pain. That's some pain behind those yeah. eyes. Yeah, we'll be counted out. I'm counting us out. I don't know. Uh, you had Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers with three interceptions yesterday against the Lions. Just blows my mind. And then Brady, they couldn't move the ball at all until it really mattered. Uh, marches him down the field. He tops 100,000 yards. And I think the... I, I thought the Rams were the more desperate team, so I felt like yeah. the Rams really needed it to save their season. Uh, the the Buccaneers play in the NFC South, so that that season is, is going to be long, regardless of how they play, because the teams are so uh, are so interesting and unpredictable. But what did you see there from uh, just uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers yesterday? Well, I mean, first off, Rodgers. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think we are seeing this unfold in front of our eyes that last offseason was a mistake. It was a mistake by both Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers should have stuck to what I think his plan was during the course of the 2021 season, which was when it's over, um, getting traded to the Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett being his head coach. And ultimately, Obviously, uh, he wins the MVP, good feelings toward the close. I think he thought Devontae Adams is coming back, and he changed his mind. But uh, I think it was a mistake. He should have gone to Denver. I think he probably needs a fresh start, needs better players around him at this point. He definitely could not afford to lose Devontae Adams. And the Packers should have never paid him the contract that they did. So now I I think we're going to enter what's going to happen. We're going to enter into the 2023 offseason in a few months, and we're going to sit there and go, okay, Packers can take a $40 million cap hit now and trade him, or they can wait until post June one and try to trade him afterward. Or Aaron's got to decide whether or not he wants to retire. I just don't Mm. see the two sides saying, yeah, let's run this back in 2023 because so many things have to happen to really transform this back into a team. That's not in decline. It it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I was flabbergasted at the interception that I mean, all three yeah. interceptions were great, but the the one to Aiden Hutchinson was uh, it was like a Carson Wentz moment, right? He's spinning, yeah. he's throwing. I thought it got deflected. I'm watching it live. I'm like, oh, that clearly got deflected off the hand. I had to rewind it. Nobody touched him. There was nobody near him. It was just the worst ball he could have possibly thrown, which we don't see. You know, Brady. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay off Brady for a bit and let him. Sorted out, like you said, I think the, the fact that he's in the NFC South makes all the difference there. And we'll see if they can get healthy and here's pull a, things back. Here's a Hutchinson. There's Hutchinson that was right all, there. Unreal. Could you believe that ball? I threw it to him. He was the intended receiver. Looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that Ooh. that was a great play. That was a great play. Like yeah. that kid, that was an, a, a great play. But the one, and then the doink off the helmet. Another one where you're like, I mean, I sat there and I'm like thinking to myself, when was the last time I saw a player ricochet a ball off of a helmet that bad? I think it was Blake Bortles. I'm just like, this is this is not an Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Know? It's like, what's going on? We got our first Blake Bortles reference. We already talked about Gus Bradley. Now we're talking about Blake Bortles. The day is complete. Uh, Those so guys with, went on with runs, Brady, just not the right runs. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. So let me just ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm glad you brought that up. This whole run thing. I was going to ask you about Brady, but now I want to ask you about a run. So Tom Brady, we know he has seven championships. They had a run, the front end of, of the Patriots dynasty, three championships in four years. Back in, three championships in five years. So if they went on a championship run of three championships in, in four years, what, what do you call the Buffalo Bills? It was a run of what? So it was a run. A run of what? It was a run of... AFC champions. They got rings for that. They went on a... Con- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. You get rings for winning the AFC, too. <laughs> you just people don't show those off. They went on... All right? Shout out, Lamar Hunt. Shout out. Uh, they went By on the a way, conference <laughs> championship. Real quick. You got the joke off, but I'm going to say it's easier to find your helmet nowadays in the NFL than it used to be. All right? Like back in the day, you know, right. you, put that, you put that thing under the bench. They got mixed in with other helmets. Now they have like little air dryers that dry the helmets off when you take them off or what? I mean, come on. There's helmet wranglers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, it's harder to find a helmet. Like I, what I understand is, okay, is a – and this is this is coming from a non-football player. I'll, I'll tell you, okay, I didn't play football, but he couldn't get somebody else's helmet? Why did it have to be no. that particular helmet? Michael, Michael, they're Why different sizes. You realize the sizes are different, right? The helmets are – I know, but I'm size. saying – you, yo, you ever see Peyton Manning's head? Do you think anybody and, and, okay, on Peyton, could wear but, that helmet? But, but listen – but Thurman Thurman Thomas has pretty I mean, like it could be another running oh, back. Who's a, somebody like running a standard back? Kenneth Davis. This is, this is he can get Kenneth Davis's helmet. This is some stereotyping. He can get somebody else's helmet. <laughs> You'd say, hey, listen, all the, all the running backs have the same size and shape head. Come on, man. Come on. That's I'm amazing. saying this to you. I'm saying I'm, this is what I'm saying to you. Okay, if it's the Super Bowl, and I got to get out there, <laughs> I'll get a helmet that doesn't fit. So I can get on the field. I need to get on the field. The alternative is I can't what go on the was, field. Yeah, wasn't this 30 1990, years ago? Yeah, it was like 1990. I know, I know. It was 1993. Let's transition anyway. to the Bills. Something fresher. 92. A little Josh Allen uh, talk. Hey, <laughs> hey well, years. we're going to transition. We're transitioning to goodbye, Charles. But uh, tell me this. Uh, are, are the Bills getting a little too caught up in smelling themselves here? You know, we keep saying how great they are. Yet they're a half game run ahead the of the Jets. What's up with that? They 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 quick, need to run the ball. Quick. Okay, they look at the amount of offense Josh Allen carried in that game. Can't play like that. He, they got to be more balanced. Got to be able to run the ball against the playoff defense. Which, by the way, the New York Jets have a playoff defense right now. So that's what you're going to be facing when you go into the AFC playoffs. Run the ball. They're six and two right now. You know what the Bills? I'm going to tell you what the Bills need to do. They need to go on a run. <laughs> they need to go on. They need Get it to go a journey. on a run, Charles. Good to see you, brother. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.